This episode of the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast is brought to you by the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. If you're in the market for funny banter and great discussion revolving around the latest theatrical releases, check out the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or right at MidwestFilmNerds.com. All right. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> the waveforms are definitely lower. Ha, ha, ha. Hello. Ha, ha. I, I mean, I think I turned I most think, of them I think back we're fine. But. All right, let's do this. All right, ready? Yep. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today is Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. This is our 40th episode. Kind of a big deal, but not really because it's only 40. But we'll keep it rolling. While you're listening along, don't forget to do all your Amazon shopping via Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. A small portion of the money you spend makes its way into our hands at the network and will help us to continue to bring you content that you enjoy. The Midwest Podcast Network Apparel is now available. You can purchase Game Nerds and Film Nerds Apparel via the support store on our website at MidwestGameNerds.com. If you don't like any of the clothes but you still want to show support, feel free to hit that donate button. You can send some money to us to help out. We really appreciate any and all help you guys send us. As always, if you like what you hear, even if you don't, please do send us some feedback via email at MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com or via Twitter at MGN Podcast. And don't forget to add us on Instagram and check out Mid- at Midwest Game Nerds. Um, today, we're going to go over some feedback and some news. And Brian and I finally got to check out the PlayStation VR setup at Best Buy that Alex has been begging us to check out. So we'll talk about that for a little bit. So before we jump into that, let's. Uh, what, have you been, what have you guys been playing? Alex? Uh, so... I've played a bunch of Pokemon Go in the meantime. I have actually taken some gyms and had some fun with that. So it's cool. It still isn't 100% Pokemon, and I wish it was, but I'm still having fun with it. And we're two, three weeks out from release at this point. Sweet. So that's cool. I did I did read that the uh, the user base has dropped drastically. Like It reached its peak like two weeks in, and then it started tapering off. Yeah, well, they released an update today that actually removed the footprint thing. Have you read anything about this? No, they fixed so, it or Well, what? no, 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 no. So there was, once the game first started, you had the ability to look at your nearby list, which would show right. you, like, if there were three feet under the Pokemon... It was the furthest distance it was, out. Yeah, it was, like, a, a 1.5 kilometers away. Right. If there were two feet, it was about a kilometer away. And if it was one foot, then it was about half a kilometer away. And... That is apparently very taxing on the server load. So once they started having server problems, they just shut that feature off. Is that why everybody only had, like, everyone said three feet? Yes. Okay. So it would still give you rough locations, but none of the, like, the feet below it wouldn't mean anything I have noticed there have been way fewer server issues. That's for sure. Well, here's the thing, is that after this update that got pushed, like, last night or sometime this weekend, they have completely removed the feet from the nearby section. And this is maybe because there were sites like Pokevision.com that were using that information to plot out where Pokemon were with respect to your zip code. Right. And Nintendo or Niantic That's was... just ridiculous. Niantic was like, we don't like that, so we are going to break it. And also, the nearby feature isn't... Like, that footstep thing is not going to work. 
Well, like, you know, you know how they, like when you're walking around, you see like leaves and grass kind of like float yeah. through. The, like that should be enough. Like to say, like there are Pokemon here if you walk in this direction, and then you just walk there and you can catch something. Like, or you that, can just keep walking around aimlessly till you find. Yeah, them. I mean that too. But I just mean like they have a visual indicator of like action and on I, the screen, and that's what it's supposed to mean. Like when you see those leaves flutter up, it's supposed to mean that there might be a Pokemon there, and that's. It shouldn't like, mean there might be. It should mean there is a Pokemon here, and you have to walk closer to it. Well, think to get about it. the way that you play Pokemon. You walk in that grass, and you may or may not encounter a Pokemon because it's a random encounter. So, if you are out playing Pokemon Go and you see a grass rustle and you move towards it, it may or may not mean that you end up encountering a Pokemon. Fair enough. Like that's kind of that's. That's the argument that I see for it. Right. But people are super pissy that they didn't just reactivate the feature now. Like, there are a lot of people that are just... If you go on the Pokemon Go subreddit, there's so much butthurt going on that it's fantastic. So go read that <laughs> if you want to laugh. But anyway, Pokemon Go, still fun. Cool. Um, still can't play it. It'll blow up my phone. <laughs> Get a new phone. Um, I also, in this, the throes of Pokemon, I, I picked up Pokemon Yellow for the 3DS. Uh, I played about an hour and a half of it. God, it's slow. <laughs> I forgot how slow those yeah. games are. So, I may or may not stick with it. I There's have, a lot of may or may not going on today. Yeah. Um, I have the remake of Gold that came out on DS a while back, but yeah. I heard that's also kind of slow. So I may or may not pick up Pokemon X or Y, or one of the newest ones that I've heard is actually pretty fast in comparison. Right. But I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I dusted off the Wii yesterday. You dusted the, off your Wii? The actual yes, Wii or the Wii U? My Wii, my Nintendo Wii. You blew the dust off your Wii? Yes. Uh, to play some Mario Party 5 with Nicole. Did you do some you waggling? Remember, you remembered how amazing Mario Party is? Mario Party is a lot of fun. And I, I was trying to figure out which one that you had bought for the GameCube a while I'm back. I'm pretty sure it's four. I don't know. If, I think four might uh, have still been on the, the <clears throat> 64. I don't know. Maybe not. I, th- I thought it was either five or six. And I think it must be six because I think there were some. Anyway, uh, Nicole used to play the Mario Party games on the 64 back in the day. And uh, so, so we were playing... Mario Party 5, and I beat her pretty handily, and it was great. Um, <laughs> and she got really butthurt about it, but she still wants to play more, so that's she's good. she's competitive. I'd like yes. to try it sometime. Yeah, we should we should play some Mario Party. That'd be fun. Can I'm you down. turn it into a drinking game? Sure. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's, I'm definitely down. It's the only way to do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Mario Party's still fun. Um, and then because I hooked the Wii up and I just wanted to play something while we were getting ready this morning, I fired up Dr. Mario. Nice. There's a, they they re-released a Dr. Mario for that back in 2008, and it's a lot of fun. I'm still terrible at it. I still just hear the music and just remember Dad playing it for hours on end. Right. It was either that on the NES or Tetris on the Game Boy uh, for Dad. And that was good. And then, of course, I'm still playing Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Sharp F.E. Mm. Not, not Jason Mraz Sessions. Yeah. Sharp. Yeah, there's still that game's still Jam. in development, right? Yeah, Early access, work, maybe. We're still working on that one. It's but, in the planning stages. Yeah, I I wanted to say more about this, but you guys were just unruly last week, so <laughs> I might try and say something about it this week. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, basically, like a, a lot of the cool stuff to it is in the battle system, 
and you can kind of all the enemies have certain weaknesses that are like displayed on their name card as you're fighting them like patchouli nope <laughs> that's not one of them uh, but like certain weapon Wrong games types, downward dog weapon types and element types are uh, the the monsters are weak towards that and if you play into that like if you use one of them and your other party members have any ability that is also strong against that monster then they will chain on to your attack automatically yeah that's so cool. so and it just consumes the one turn for the one person right so that's it's a lot of fun like leveling up and and getting the new weapons to then learn the abilities from it to then make it so that your single attacks are much more powerful than just doing normal attacks. That sounds cool. So and it kind of gets me out of my cuz like usually when I play an RPG I never use magic or skills because they use up MP and I don't want to use up MP because it's a limited resource. And so this game is making me do that a lot more and I appreciate that about it. Nice. Um and it's good. So, yeah. That's pretty much everything I've been playing. Brian, what about you? Destiny. Yeah. And that's it. Pretty much. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much in the same boat. I've played a lot of Destiny. I played some more Pokemon. Uh, I'm level 16 now, which is cool. Cool. And I'm level 17. I want to say that, too. I, um, I, I downloaded Hawken on PS4. I have it on my PC. I never really played it, though. But I downloaded it on PS4 just because I, I just want to try it out, see what see what's up. It's a free-to-play mech game? Yes. Yeah, I remember it being fun. It plays more like a first-person shooter, though. Okay. It doesn't feel like it's a mech game. It's not Mech Warrior? No. It's, it's like Mech Warrior and Armored Core and like has like a little more of the the first person shooter speed to it it's not so like clunky yeah really. it's fast yeah so but maybe not quite some, armored core fast maybe some like Titanfall mixed in there a little bit but not really because the boost isn't that strong yeah. but it's okay and I mean, it I, came I, out before Titanfall yeah I very briefly played it though so that's that's about it I haven't done much other than that so feedback we got a bunch of feedback sort of um, Alex, why don't you start? You, you, I think you have the shortest feedback from Yeah, there. so a while back, uh, Jason Kimmel wrote in to Film Nerds with feedback for all three of our podcasts, but I just wanted to read the part that he said here. He said, on the last Game Nerds, I forget who mentioned it, but it was one of the guys that said they'd like to play with the listeners sometime, if possible. Uh, if that We uh, did do that, actually. We'll get into that. And then he said, I'll like that too. Not sure what game. Gears 4 is coming out soon, and I know I'll be playing that. I will definitely be playing that. I will probably be playing that as well. Uh, right now, I'm only playing Blops 3 in the Gears Ultimate Edition online, and I've been replaying The Last of Us again on the new PS4. Last of Us might be my favorite single-player game. Uh, keep up the good work, guys. Looking forward to the next show. Right on. So, yeah, I would like to play with listeners. It's kind of hard. We're all busy people, but um, I think um, I think there's some opportunities to do it with a lot of the free-to-play games like Hawken that are out yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we were trying to figure out, like, a, still don't have any games that are PS4, Xbox cross-compatible yet, and as soon as that happens, I think that would be fun to pile everybody onto it. But yeah. we do have something like Rocket League where we could all sit mm-hmm. down and bring in a few of our friends and, and listeners as well. So, But it sounds like you guys have more yeah, to say Yeah, so about it. Tom sent us some more feedback. He said, hey, guys, just to let you know, 45 minutes after sending my last email, I ended up buying Destiny. <laughs> it was totally worth it. I'm definitely hooked. It, I, I didn't touch the Crucible until I got to level 38. Unfortunately, the level 40 guys with legendary weapons wiped the floor with me. As expected, I immediately went back to patrolling and missions. Do legendary weapons make much make that much of a difference? Yes and no. Uh, legendary weapons don't really make it's. I mean, 
all the weapons, like, as your light level progresses, like, things get better. Legendary weapons Those are don't the, necessarily... I mean, they they do... Compared to... Compared to the, the blues and the greens, they do make a difference. Yeah. But overall, the legendary weapons are going to end up having higher light levels, which are therefore more powerful. And then... Exotic in, weapon. Like when I read his message, I was like, it made me think that he hasn't seen an maybe exotic. Maybe he means yet. exotics. No, that maybe he hasn't even seen one yet because that's kind of where it does I was take a while. So I actually don't use exotic weapons that much. No, like the, the only one I use is Zalo Supercell, and that's only when yeah. I, there's a, a enemy or a strike that has arc burn. Okay, uh, but anyways, um, yeah, they don't necessarily make much of a difference, but. Everything can be different light levels now, and you can infuse things to make things better. And we actually had this conversation with him because we ended up playing with Tom online like later that day. Basically, yeah, he hopped on and he had added us, and and uh, Brian and I ended up helping him start the um, the House of Wolves missions. So we ran through a couple of things with that. So it was it was actually it was a lot of fun playing with him. You guys are on PS4. uh, Yeah, that's on PS4. I played with him a couple other times too. Yeah, we um, we did some. I think. The last day of Iron Banner, and that probably wasn't a good Crucible experience to start with. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, he goes on to say, as far as Pokemon Go, I haven't played the game. I saw some coworkers play it, and it didn't feel very Pokemon to me. It seemed like a gimmick someone implemented and painted with Pokemon colors, which it basically is. It's Ingress, <laughs> it's Ingress with Pokemon colors. Yeah. Uh, I played through Yellow, Ruby, Sapphire, not including the N64 games and such. The primary things that drew me in were the combat system, level progression, and Poke Evolution. Without these, I didn't really have an interest in playing. This this game also pissed me off. Numerous times I found coworkers trailing off to catch a Squirtle. <laughs> Millersville, PA seems to be a great place to find a Squirtle. A few days ago, there was a car packed full of huge dudes all on their phones racing down <laughs> the street while the Pokemon music was blasting through their stereo. That kind, of, that kind of shit pisses me off. I don't mind people going out and exploring, but show some restraint. This game will probably be another popular app that fades in a few months. People tend to get super excited about things and then move on shortly after. Thanks, Ubisoft. There may, be, <laughs> there may be a solution to my problems with the game that circumvents Nintendo's power-hungry restrictions on Niantic. Matt Stone and Trey Parker have been known to satirize people's ideas and often make them better. They've also dabbled in the video game realm, so why not let South Park's Chin Pokemon have its own version of Pokemon Go? They won't be bound by Nintendo and can make the proper Pokemon game using the map gimmick. Also, there are other global positioning companies that probably wouldn't mind jumping on the success train. That being said, imagine how hilarious it would be to have a South Park twist on a social app with this degree of popularity. All you need is a few hotshot lawyers to point out the loopholes, and we have ourselves a game. Let me know what you guys think. For now, I must go. Destiny awaits, Tom. P.S. Who the hell is Jason Mraz? I don't want to Google it because your answer will, will, indefinitely, will infinitely be better than any internet results. <laughs> well, hopefully you Googled that, Tom. <laughs> Jason. Well, Jason, for, I, I must mean, say he did. He spelled it Jason Mraz as M O R A Z, <laughs> and it's actually M R A Z. If you Google that, it, I have no idea. What yeah, we don't up. know what will come up for that. Probably one. the porn version of Jason Mraz. <laughs> Jason Mraz is a pop singer, and he's along the lines of, I guess, like Jack Johnson. Yeah, and that kind of like surf sort of chill like i'm gonna smoke a blunt and hang out on the beach yeah. and play my ukulele get a little bit just to see if i can bring the, the ladies over yeah. to the probably something you'd hear from a car full of huge dudes playing pokemon exactly <laughs> yes and they'd all be wearing fedoras and puka shell necklaces probably and flip-flops yeah um but yeah, no, Tom. Thank you for the awesome feedback. Yeah, that Again, was a lot of I words. Love hearing from you. You always have, you know, a whole bunch of stuff to say that gives it makes things interesting for us. Uh, it was a pleasure playing with you. We look forward to more Destiny 
uh, Indeed. in the future, especially with Rise of Iron coming up pretty soon. Um, so hopefully that'll that'll be funded to actually like start fresh with new content with somebody who just recently got into it. You know, it'll be nice to explore that with them. So Tom, thank you again for everything. Um, I uh, I wish I had a little more time. This past week I was traveling through Pennsylvania, Virginia, Tennessee, and Kentucky, and Ohio, obviously, uh, to do some stuff for work and to attend a wedding as well. But I think we must have... God, where did we end up leaving Pennsylvania? We, we probably were a couple hours away from Tom. It would have been cool to meet up with him, but we were just on a very tight schedule. So, um, Well, I mean, the Midwest is small yet somewhat big, so maybe at some point we can find a central location and have like a Midwest team to like, get together. Yeah. Which might be kind of cool. But nobody. the problem is that Ohio is the center, and nobody uh. wants to go there. So... We can go to like the bottom of Ohio, where it's basically Kentucky. Kentucky yeah. It's actually there. cool there. Yeah, Boy. there's like a like it's literally like on the border of Kentucky and Ohio. There's a huge strip of like awesome bars and venues and things. Yeah, I guess like Cincinnati's probably like the most cool that Ohio can be. So. Right. Anyway, if you listen in Ohio, we love you. It's, we do, it's not yeah, your fault. It's it, we're not diehard u of m fans either so it doesn't really matter no, but there's a reason that every like most of the astronauts come from ohio and it's because something about that place makes you want to leave the planet so. <laughs> true that uh we also got some feedback from alan who's basically kind of like my brother-in-law in a way <laughs> yeah uh i he says i thought i'd send you an email here rather than an unofficial text message that you that i usually send to john and brian i started playing that pokemon go after that podcast it's really cool to start off with there's some poke stops in a gym at my apartment complex so that makes things easier you don't even have to leave the house sometimes to play i've managed to hit level 15 by now after deciding that oh. walking to work and back that takes about an hour and 15 minutes was a great idea in 100 plus degree weather <laughs> That's an awful idea. What were terrible, Alan? You poor thing, man. <laughs> How dehydrated are you? You're like 115 pounds, dude. You're like you're you're very small. You're gonna waste away. You're gonna you're gonna wither away to nothing, and we're <laughs> and we're gonna be sad. Uh, but he goes on uh, as the saying goes: "Got to catch them all." I have caught some fantastic beasts by now. Some of which I feel are one-offs and will be near impossible to level up or evolve because there's they're so rare. So that's a bummer. I feel as though I'm caught in a hard place because these gyms have Pokemon near level three thousand CP. I haven't seen anything three thousand, but Texas wow. is big, right? So, yeah. yeah, I've seen some two thousands. Um, Pokemon are bigger there too. Apparently, yep. and he says, and because I started so late, I'll never get up there. So I'm about ready to ditch the game already. Also, once you figured out the game mechanics. It becomes quite repetitive and dull. Any suggestions to spice it up? Not really, dude. <laughs> it's just one of those mindless things you can do when you're walking around. Yeah, you know? I, I don't see it as like... Uh, it, there, I don't think there's going to be many nights anymore where like Nicole and I are like, hey, let's go play some Pokemon Go. Like, I think we've gotten our fill of that. Right. But now that like we we know where the Pokestops are around us, so we'll be like, oh, we're going to pass by here. I'll go pull in the parking lot for two seconds so that we <laughs> right. can get the, get the Pokestop and then go... It's like so, everything else; it becomes routine. Yeah, yeah. We, we were driving down to the Foling Warehouse downtown last night, and like, I was with Carrie and Cat, and we're like driving on Coolidge, and Carrie's like, "Cat, get in the left lane. We have to hit the Pokestop while we drive by." <laughs> and she's driving, and we're just. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, "Like, we're not going to get it. It's we're going to go by too fast." And he's like, "No. If, if she goes, if she goes, if she's in the left lane, we can get it." And we didn't get it. Like, <laughs> you got to time it out just right. Uh, one of the Wayne State actually has a crap load. Yeah, of we were because well, we were down that we went to Jolly Pumpkin afterwards, okay. and like there were a ton of them yep. all over the place. Um, but the other thing I was going to say that actually Tom jogged my memory with with the 
Pokemon with like the chin Pokemon or whatever yeah, it is. Chin Pokemon. There's a cartoon called Rick and Morty that I haven't watched yet. I don't really I hear know it's much really about funny. it. Really funny. Like everybody tells me to watch that. Everybody. Yeah. That's I've heard where from his uh, names from actually. Who? What? Turbulent Juice. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he his, knows about yeah, it. Yeah. His username. They put out a game called Pocket Mortys on iOS. Adult Swim's <laughs> game did. Yeah. And and it's supposed to be fantastic. So maybe that might be more what he wants. Okay. I don't know how the social aspect works. It's not AR like like uh, Pokemon Go. So it's not quite on that level. But it might be like the abstraction of Pokemon that he wants Ooh. with a. Um, uh, a milieu that he cares about as well. If 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 Rick and Morty's where his name is from, so yep. there you go. Uh, and Alan has a little more here. He says another thing I wanted to ask is a guy who buys game a game once every six months, and I don't, I don't really. Okay, as a guy who buys a game once every six months, and I don't game that often. Okay, buyer's remorse is a huge thing for me. I bought the Division and Battlefront and regretted those two in about two days. <laughs> Seeing how Blockbuster is fucked and down the pan. Another, any other suggestions on how to combat the buyer's remorse and save me sixty bucks down the drain? Thinking game looks great in in corner, but is utter shite to play. Oh, man, <laughs> do you got Alan? I love you, dude. But he was typing while he was playing Pokemon. Uh, you gotta, so. <laughs> you gotta step away from the Pokemon for a minute and get, let's hash that out a little better. I it probably was dictated by Siri. I hey, you like, wouldn't type that good in one hundred and fifteen degree weather. Yeah, I probably could have proofread that before um, copy pasting it or whatever. It, Here's okay. So Blockbuster's gone, right? So yep. Blockbuster's gone. You you have GameFly, which is an option, mm-hmm. and I don't know if there's any family Game- videos down in Texas. No, but there's not because they're like a, a, a Midwest, Midwest thing. thing. Okay. The uh, doesn't Redbox offer rentals for games? Redbox too? has some games in some locations, so you could check for that. Uh, GameFly. The thing about GameFly is that if it's a new game, your chances of game, getting it is very slim. You're or gonna, even you're a, have to wait. Game that came out a couple months ago. It's still hard right, to yeah. get it. That's what turned me off from it. I tried the trial period and I never got the games I wanted, so yeah. I just stopped. Canceled. Yeah. So but it, here's here's how you combat that. Ask us if you should buy it. <laughs> well, <laughs> or you listen, probably asked listen, us about the division. Listen and- <laughs> to us. Yeah. Well, listen to me because I'm better than you. No. But if you if you you got to really. The best way that I find to go about game criticism is to find people like us or people on Giant Bomb or people on IGN or GameSpot whose tastes you kind of align with and understand what they think. Because they're going to get to play the game way before we do or you do. And they can kind of tell you what's going on. You can see these things coming... If you pay, if you can pay enough attention to somebody that you like, have your tune, your tastes attuned to. I would also say just don't buy any Ubisoft games for a while <laughs> till they get back. Well, I can tell you this about Alan. I know he loves Fallout. Like Fallout Four, he has played through and through. He he actually had messaged me not too long ago asking if the DLC was worth it. Like, is it worth getting the season pass? I hear I, the Far Harbor one is. I, I told absolutely him I was worth like, getting. Bethesda is the is one of those companies that if you buy the DLC and the season pass. You will not be disappointed. Like yeah. they are one of the companies that you can guarantee they're going to give you content that you'll enjoy. Mm-hmm. So I know he likes Fallout. He also plays. He's the best FIFA player I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm sure like there are probably people out there because I know he plays online that can whoop his ass. But yeah. like he destroyed me, destroyed me in FIFA, and you destroyed me. So that I means <laughs> he must be really. Good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that good, but he's amazing. Like I didn't even get a goal on him like yeah. once. 
But so he likes he likes FIFA. He likes Fallout. Um, I think if I mean if you're into a challenge, dude, you might be really you might want to try out Dark Souls. You might be into that because of the exploration involved in that game. Um, I don't pay full price for it. You can probably find some used copies at Best Buy or wherever because that is the type of game that pisses people off yeah. enough to where they're just going to trade it in instantly. Um, it's I'm just it's hard. I didn't it's do a that. very hard game. I rarely feel buyer's remorse anymore, and one of the things is that, as I said, I've found people who talk in terms that I understand when it comes to them previewing games, and I know, even if they don't like the things that I like, I can tell if something they don't like is something that I would. But, another tip, there's a website called CheapAssGamer.com. They can get some really ridiculous deals on things. It's not always like a wealth of great deals, but I always go there first before you know, buying anything blindly. So I think that's always a good idea. Dealnews.com is also yep, really good. About that the stuff. one like CD keys or something and it works pretty well. I too. don't use CD keys. I think they're more, that's like if you're looking into the steam kind of okay. stuff and, and every um, once in a while, just be sure to flip through all the deals on the PlayStation store, because not only are you getting like pretty awesome deals, like for other random games, but y- you may forget that PS being a PlayStation gold member gets you, uh, you know, at least two free games a month. Yeah. Sometimes more. Like this past month, we had three or four, I think, that yeah. were free. Some of so, them are really good. And, some of them are really good, yeah. And uh, and there's almost always a flash sale going on, like every weekend with Sony, it seems. Right. And PlayStation Plus people get even more of a discount yeah, off of that. You, so. It's normally like a 15 to 20%, and then PlayStation Plus members get like 25% off kind of thing. And so. there's there's a subreddit called Patient Gamer as well. If you're not like me and want to try everything out to be in the conversation immediately and you're actually just looking for video games that you would like to play uh that's a good place to go because it you know it takes time but if you wait you can usually pick up like i was able to pick up battlefront two months after it came out for 30 bucks i think even know you had not like a month and a half i don't anymore because i traded in because nobody (laughs) fucking plays it but, yeah, but the the key is like you don't want to spend a lot of money, and if you don't have to be on the up and up for buying brand new games, like always buy used. Like yeah. buying used games is a great idea, and I think if you're a member of the game gamers unlocked club at Best Buy, you get a better deal on used games too, right? Yeah, I think so. And the and the same goes, and I'll say this a thousand times again: Best Buy Gamer Club Unlocked. If you it's thirty dollars for two years, and if you buy three new games within that two years, then you have paid off that $30 that you spent. Plus, I think so, every time you pre-order something, you get like 5 or $10 back in there, gift There are more and more games where you're getting like a $10 certificate, and I think you only get 10% off of used games, but instead you get, of the 20... You uh, get more reward points having the Gamers Club, too, I think. Yes. So, And that's the thing. Like, I, I, always, I always have free uh, yeah, credit. Like a free $5 the, the Gamers yeah. Club Unlocked is probably the best... Like, yeah, it saved me a lot or of money. if you already have Amazon Prime... Amazon Prime, they you do get a str- same same discount, but it's now. only for new games. It, it has to be a new release. It's got to be within two or three weeks of release or something like that. That's why I still like Best Buy because it is twenty percent off regardless of when the game. Yeah, is and right. I mean, as much as I like, you know, as much as I like being able to just hop online and buy something and have it shipped to my house, like it's nice to get out. Yeah. Yeah, plus, plus there's you can, probably a Pokestop. You can Pokemon. Best you, buy. Can, you can go. You can Pokemon the whole time you're walking around <laughs> the Best Buy. Yep. So, yep. anyways. That's uh, that's all of our feedback. Yeah, 
A lot so, of feedback. It was nice. It. it was good to That's have like that. That's like half our episode. It's like people actually uh, <laughs> like our podcast. That's good. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. Alex, you had some news stuff you wanted to touch on. Yeah, so there's a couple quick things. Number one, somebody paid over $1,200 for a leaked copy of No Man's Sky on eBay. Because he's an idiot. Yeah, he's really dumb. But he's the only guy that's got No Man's Sky like two weeks ahead of time now. So so he's mapping the entire galaxy for everybody? Or are, are their know, servers not the even up yet? Is it basically useless? Like I don't know. He was able to put some videos and pictures up. But I don't know that he's been able to do much. I assume that it's got to be up for reviewers. I think people are like I think reviewers it's have supposed it, to be such a huge game that I mean I would imagine they need time to review it. Yeah. So uh, one other thing that I read about it is that it does not require PlayStation Plus to yes. play online because you're not technically playing with other players. Yes. So well, I think my theory has come to pass. Like. That that's my theory about the game is that you can run into other people, but it's hard. That is what I thought I read. Actually, was that it? It is possible to but run into hard. other people, but it's extremely unlikely, but near impossible my, because of how many locations there are. My guess is that because every like they've said that the mission of the game is to reach the center of the universe, that eventually you will be able to interact with people. I want to know what's at the center of the I don't universe. Know I hope it's nothing like that shitty Star Trek a, movie. I bet you it's <laughs> just a fucking black hole and you get sucked in and you have Which to Which one was that? Five, I think? I can't remember. I think it was five. It was the worst one, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't wrong know. Wrong podcast, losers. Sorry. <laughs> but anyway, I thought that was interesting. Uh, Starbound. Final Frontier. Yeah, I think yeah. that was it. Star, it's either that or The Undiscovered Country. No, that Stop one was it. good. That was six. Is that the one about God? No, that was five. Okay. Then, Shut yeah. up. All right. Anyway, <laughs> Starbound is out of early access. Uh, yes. I, that Brian's pay, played I, a bit. Yeah, I have it updated, but I have not checked it out since okay. the, so, the full release came out this week. Maybe we will we can talk about that more yeah, in the future. I, but I, it's out there. I it had planned be, on playing that yesterday, but I mixed up my schedule of it should things be I had to do. a full game now, oh, supposedly. Yeah. So... Yeah, no, I, I talked to my cousin about it. He's been playing it, and he said it's a lot different than when we were playing it several okay. months ago. Cool. Um, after 10 years, Dead Rising is getting a PC port. That's fun. <laughs> ten I didn't even later. realize it. Oh, yeah. 10 years later. Um, Man, Dead Rising was so good. Right now, PSN Play 2016 is going on. Last week, Headlander came out, which is a double fine game that's been yeah. I want to get that one produced that cool. by Adult Swim Games. Um, unfortunately, you couldn't, you can't pre-order it anymore, so you can't get the twenty percent off if you're PS Plus. But Abzu comes out this week. Looks like a deep sea diving exploration. That one game. looks really cool. Looks very interesting. I'm the very... the animation looks extremely fluid and interesting. Yeah. The graphics are kind of wah, like whatever. Yeah, it's, uh, but I don't think it's going was, for that. And then when does Bound come out? Oh, okay, so Abzu's this week. Brutal is next week. That's the ASCII art style milieu. dungeon crawler gauntlet Diablo style. Yes, yeah. So I'm very interested in that one. And as I said, you get 20% off if you pre-order these games before they, obviously before they get out. So Abzu this week, Brutal next week, and then Bound is the week after that. Okay, so I watched all the trailers for these because I wanted to see what the hell was going on. And there, I don't remember when it took place, but recently, in I'd say in the past two or three years, it was determined that video games are a form of free speech and art. Okay? Mm-hmm. That 
Bound is like the best example of what I would consider like an artistic Art. looking game. And yeah. it, like I like I don't I, I'll probably just buy it. Like I showed it to Megan because she was watching like I had my headset. I don't on. know anything about that game. I have a headset on and I could hear everything. But she could just see the, the girl dancing and mm-hmm. like doing her rhythmic gymnastics. Oh, of course she was. And Megan it. was just like, what is this? And I'm like, <laughs> here and like put the headphones on her. And she was like, this is so cool. And I'm like, this is like... So it's just interesting so to like get excited because that game has a PSVR compatible thing really? on it right now. Awesome! So oh. once PSVR comes out, you yeah, should can be we able talk to. about that already? We, we can We're talk about it there after the we'll, news. We'll just we'll get there in a second. But um, <laughs> yeah, Bound is by these guys who did something called Linger in Shadows for PS3, and it was more of an interactive art piece than it was a game. And so I suspect Bound is similar, similar to that, but yeah. with um, more it gameplay. Seems it seems like Maybe. it'll have some kind of narrative to it. Yeah, so I'm I'm interested. It's in bound checking. to. It's <laughs> bound. Oh yeah. Okay. You can leave now. You You're don't get done. to talk about PSVR. <laughs> but all right. And then finally, the big, the uh, kind of big news, kind of not really. Uh, Eurogamer.net finally came out with what they say is substantiated information about the Nintendo NX. Uh, basically, what it looks like. Everybody has been speculating that it's some kind of portable and console thing, but it looks like it's almost a tablet that has controllers that detach from the sides. Right. Like, this is off of Eurogamer's um So it looks like the Wii U's massive controller, probably, and then... It kind of looks like that, but you cut not off as fat. the two sides, you pull it, you can pull those to the side to detach it, and then hook the screen into, like, a base station to, do, to be, like, the home console. Mm-hmm. Right. And then... Um, it's supposed to be less powerful than anything. It's less. It's supposedly <laughs> less powerful than the slightly less powerful than the PS4, which no oh, surprise. Okay. Nintendo doesn't really play the same it's, game. It's not that, about specs for them. Yeah, because um, it's using an Nvidia Tigra processor. Mm. El Tigre. I yes. mean, assuming any of this is true. Yeah, assuming this is true. Um, supposedly, it's going to be cartridge based once again, not disc. And uh, I feel so, like for how low the prices on flash memory are nowadays, it, it would be a good, a good time idea. to go back to that. What? Yeah. What if the NX came out and all the games were like the forty dollars that they are on on 3ds? You know, that'd be mm-hmm. interesting. Or even even if they split the difference and we're like, okay, it's not going to be the sixty dollars of a Wii U, but it's not going to be the forty dollars, so we'll put it at fifty. That would be an interesting thing. Um, but that kind of so the cartridge thing leads everybody to believe that it's not backwards compatible, which kind of comes in. We had rumors of a Splatoon and Super Mario Maker port being done for the NX, so that kind of is corroborated a little bit. Um, supposedly not Android-based, as previous reports had said. Uh, but right now, the only games that are confirmed for it are Legend of Zelda The Breath of the Wild, uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. Uh, along with the Wii MMO Dragon Quest X, it looks like. Uh, there's new Sonic game, Project Sonic 2017, Just Dance 2017, and then Pikmin 4 was announced very offhandedly at some Nintendo thing a while back. What so was the statistic about how large the new Legend of Zelda is? Is it like 16 times larger than Skyrim? Uh, let me see if I can find it. Seriously? I think that's what they said, yeah. Which is insane. Well, yeah, that's. I think it was sixteen. 
Alright, so Breath of the Wild map size is roughly 360 square kilometers or 140 square miles. Um, Skyrim is 16 square miles. Wow. That's insane. So, yeah, that's that's awesome. You but, gotta wonder how detailed all that's gonna be then if it's well, so Well, it's a Legend huge. of Zelda game. It's not gonna be terribly detailed necessarily. Yeah, but we've seen the world as like a lightly cell-shaded kind of thing. So it's yeah, I'm not, not talking graphically. Just but like, you mean like points of interest? Yeah, like, exactly. Is everything super spread out or yeah. not? They've said that there's like 200 different like shrines that all have some kind of puzzle or combat to them oh, man. around that world. So I think there's gonna be a lot to do in that game. Yeah, but, it'll be cool. So yeah. That's, so yeah, that's NX news. stuff. I think uh, current rumors are saying that they should be announcing at some point in September um, with release in March, which they've already said. So, cool. yeah, there's, um, you know, some more somewhat solid information out there. I think some people are disappointed. Other people are like, yeah, I guess that's what I was expecting. So, you know, that's how it is. But, yeah. Cool. PSVR. Yeah, so you guys, finally I was able to pull you out of your gaming chairs. Den- Destiny Dungeon. Your Destiny Dungeon and, and get you to a Best Buy to try this thing out. Um, yes, before we go any further, I just want to say, I wanted to suggest this earlier when Alan, like his feedback about getting games. Just don't buy any games for a long time and save your money for a PSVR. That's what you should do. <laughs> Yeah. He has a PlayStation, so that's yes. good. That's good. So what did you guys think? Brian, you uh you sat down and played the thing and when you got up, you're like, Yeah, I'm probably gonna buy one of those. Yeah. Well as soon as I put it on and like the three D actually went into effect, I was like, Wow, this is sweet. Yeah. And it just like moving your head to look around is so effortless and feels so real. It's just it's very hard to explain just how three-dimensional things look yeah. until you experience it. Yeah. Um, it was a little blurrier than I expected. I think you could adjust. Like I probably could have adjusted it You, you can a adjust better. it a bit more because I, I haven't had any issues with the blurriness on it. But. but, I mean, like I said, it, may, it might just be my shitty eyes, too. I felt like I, my left eye was a little weaker when it came to that. Okay. But I don't know. But, yeah, it's awesome. Like... It, it's it's just I played the uh, Eve Valkyrie demo yep and uh, just flying around in that ship and like trying to do a barrel roll made me a little <laughs> nauseous like it actually should yep but uh, that that's like the only time where I felt any sort of discomfort I, it was just it just felt very natural and There's, the headset's not heavy nope it's really comfortable it leaves a little mark on your cheeks but no big deal i like i like the rubber gasket that it had it i'm glad yeah. it's not like a foam pad or anything yeah. like i felt like that is like way more comfortable than like a foam that's like really pressing to your face mm-hmm. like i think the the rubber yeah it's it's a gasket essentially like, there's videos of john really well. and brian trying these out on our instagram and should be on our facebook too the same video in both places so go and check that out if you want to see a little bit of what these demos are like i could not stop smiling the whole same time. here yeah. it wasn't as noticeable but i was definitely smiling it was so time. cool i played the tank game i don't remember what it was battle called battle zone the so like the, the old game. school atari battle zone game yeah. where it looks like tron it is it is so cool because you're sitting in the cockpit of the tank and 
granted, I as you're looking around, there's all kinds of buttons and levers and things that you know theoretically like. If they really wanted to make it super immersive, you could pull those things yeah. using the move controllers. Um, but in this particular demo, you couldn't. But it was just so cool to be able to look around in every direction, especially when you're getting in combat. And it starts because the Battlezone game starts out with like little basic ground tanks. And then they throw a, a medium tank at you, which is like slightly armored. So you have to attack it from behind. So you actually have to start maneuvering behind the tanks instead of just shooting right at them directly. And then it started bringing in flying enemies, and the flying enemies is where this thing really shines because it's when you realize that you can't use the right joystick to look up. You actually have to physically look up. And so, like, you tilt your head up, and you see an enemy, and then you have to use your joystick to move the crosshairs to the right position to attack them. Having having the ability to do that is really cool and immersive in a different way. The guy running the demos said that you can actually turn your head all the way around. And yeah, see and that's so I looked, I did. Like, I turned completely around and I could see my, like, captain's chair behind me and everything. Yeah. Like, just the, it's, it's adding a different element. Like, it's creating a different level of it's full uh, immersion. immersion yeah. and, and that's, like, that's going to make developers work harder to make their games feel like that. Yep. And, uh, I'm, I, I mean, I don't, I want one. Yeah, I do want I, I was, one. I don't know if I'm completely on board with what it's going to do to gaming because I do feel like the price tag alone will be very, very, very limiting for some people. Yeah. Um, but it, it is really cool, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, the guy said, the guy at the demo said that Destiny Two is going to have VR support, which makes me yeah. I, 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 my nipples are hard just I, thinking about it. They're like, always question, hard. I question his uh, what he could really even know about it, you know. So I don't know. That, I, don't I take said, it as I wasn't gospel, even but. talking to him. I just looked at Brian and said, "I wonder if Destiny Two is going to have PSVR support." And he instantly goes, "It does." And I was like, "Oh fuck, <laughs> yeah." I don't. I don't. You never know. You never yeah. know what those. Sales we can't guys say really know, that's true know. for but sure, but it probably is. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some level of VR support for Destiny at some point. But I've heard real first-person shooters where you actually have to move are are the worst thing are hard, in VR. Because that means you are still using that right stick to move things around. Like with what John was saying with Battlezone, you need to look in order to use, like to move the camera to shoot at things. If you were still using that right stick to move around, that's the disconnect between your brain and the movement that your head is doing. Yeah, I mean, it was even difficult for me to remember that, like, I'm not using a stick to look. Like, yeah. I have to turn my head because I'm. See, thinking, I, I didn't like, have a problem with that. It just felt like something I should do. But yeah, but maybe that's. Just, I, I think it depends on the language of the game too. Yeah, you know? shooting anything in that game, but um, that's just me. So uh, I may or may not be a Sony fanboy, but it sounds like you guys had a good time <laughs> yeah. with PlayStation oh, I, yeah. VR. I, I was going to say, I'm not going to be super nitpicky about it because I know it's still kind of early stages and everything. The graphics, like you had mentioned the first time you did it, like the graphics are a little lacking. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like these are demos, and yeah. the, the one I, that I was playing, Battlezone, is particularly, it's never been a very good looking game. Like yeah. Battlezone's been around since like Atari. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's always looked polygon, crazy, Tron-ish. On purpose. Right. Yeah. And that's just a style of the game that's what people enjoy it for and and that's fine 
Um, we did watch another guy playing the London whatever. <laughs> yeah, the, it's the called the London thing. Heist, which is inside of PlayStation VR Worlds. Yeah, and that was pretty cool. Game. I'm I'm excited to see where like what other options there will be for the the PlayStation VR World stuff. Yeah. Like what other things you can do with that? Because that that seemed really cool. I want a skydiving simulator. I think that'd be fun. You just you put the headset on and you're laying on like on your chair like <laughs> yes. arms out with a fan below you. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one of those uh squirrel suits. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Um what was the the thing to me and, and yeah, I, I still I, I played a little bit of Super Hypercube, which you guys watched, but um it still feels to me like the pixel density is something that I would want to increase. I don't know if you guys felt that at all. Uh, my eyes are too shitty to notice. You can, you can see the pixels in the screen. I, I, I want us to move closer and closer to the point where you can. We will. And it's I, just I know not we will. there yet. It's I a PlayStation 4. I'm just saying it's something that I would like to see change. And I feel as though it's a little bit better. Uh, from what I've heard and from looking at the specs, I think that might be better on the Oculus and the Vive, yeah, but probably. I still haven't tried those out yet. But those are also how much more expensive than the VR. Yeah, exactly. Like, again, this is Sony's attempt at taking this platform and making it accessible to people despite the fact that it still is kind of expensive. So, what, to get the eye and the two move controllers and the VR, you can, what is that, 500-something? Yep. Hmm. That's not bad. That's still cheaper than buying an Oculus. It's true. Yeah, yeah it's cheaper than buying an that Oculus. It doesn't have definitely motion arrive, controls you know? yet. Um, but and do, is there information on what games are going to be available at launch? Not quite yet. Sony still says that there are. Um, they well, want to have like fifty, or it's either fifty or a hundred VR games out by the end of this year. And how soon do you think they'll have Skyrim support for it? <laughs> I don't know. On PC, they probably already have it. Because the Skyrim like remastered edition or whatever is already up for pre-order on all of the platforms. Uh, yeah, point. I did. I I, sh- I skipped over a news item. Uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider is coming out October 11th on PS4. Everyone should buy that. It does have a VR component to it. There, there's a new chapter called Blood Ties that you will get if you have a season pass for PC or Xbox, mm. but it will be included with all the DLC in the Rise of the Tomb Raider PS4 edition. But that segment apparently will use VR, PSVR. Alan, you should go and rent Tomb Raider, the remastered Tomb Raider for PS4. Or not rent it. That, you could probably buy it for like $15 right now, but play that, and if you dig that, then you will probably like the new Rise of the Tomb Raider. Um, I did want to. I'm trying to look up the PSVR yeah. resolution. The thing that that I would say, okay, PSVR resolution is 1920 by 1080. The Rift and the Vive are 2160 by 1200. So there's a bit of a difference there in right. terms of how many pixels are actually in that display. Um, so I would be interested in trying those out just to see that difference, but. From the second-hand info that I have on the Vive and the Oculus, you know, watching other people review things, I'm seeing a lot of, like, here's our VR experience. Like, people are able to just take an idea and put it into VR and release it and let you try it out if you have a Vive or an Oculus. Right. Whereas all the stuff that you can sit down and play at a PSVR today, if you were to go to one of those demo stations... They feel like real games. Like it feels like you would be able to play through ten levels of Battlezone. Right. Or I could sit there and play Super Hypercube for 
three hours getting up to a billion squares or whatever it would be. And the London heist could keep going for like another couple chapters. Like all of these things feel like they could be full games. Whereas with the VR, with the, with the Vive and the, and the Oculus, I'm not getting that sense that there's a lot of that type of content. They out have there Valkyrie. Like they're, yeah. they got E Valkyrie. They're mostly experiences. They're not actual, like it's not like a fully job simulator. Game right I, like who wants the, to do that? The King spray graffiti simulator thing is something I'm really interested in. I don't know if they'll do that. If they'll bring something like that over to the PSVR, but like the, yeah, I don't know. the one on Vive, like that's, I want that like badly. But even that, like even that's almost like a utility, and it's really yeah, cool. Yeah, well, if you think about it, it's a, it's a it's taking something like Adobe Photoshop and putting it in a three dimensional platform. Mm-hmm. You know, it's being able to create art three dimensionally, like it, not only like digitally, but also like in a real world kind of like Simulation. scale. Yeah. So that's cool. You know, like that has potential to be bigger and better. Yeah. Not that they're going to make a game out of that. I picture, like, that King Spray I picture is more of, like, literally just, just a, fo- a Photoshop, a, di- a digital art program. Yeah. But, like, the thing that I'm saying is, while that stuff is cool and it's awesome that this is, like, it, I was thinking about this earlier today and it's kind of the Apple versus Android argument of, like, Android's awesome because you can run any kind of code that you want if you really wanted to if you've got an Android phone. What if Whereas, Google had named Android Oranges instead? Uh, that'd be good. So you're comparing apples, apples and oranges. oranges. But <laughs> <laughs> Apple's got the walled garden of stupid, you know, uh, superiority complex or something if you want to You have to wonder when they're going to jump on the VR train. Who knows if they will. IVR. But, but the, m- m- what I'm saying is that VR the App Store and Apple is much more selective than the Google App Store. Right. And that kind of curation, I think, could lead to, like, I think the fact that everything's just available there for PlayStation to be like, these are the games that you want. we want you to check out. I feel like that selective Sony certification process is different from the Steam Store and the Oculus Store in that I think they are very heavily focusing on getting quality game experiences to PlayStation VR. Of course you would think that. Right, because, well, that's, yeah. Not I'm just, just saying based off of the stuff boy, that but. I'm... <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, that they're they're trying to push their platform, yeah. you know, and, and having it actually, like, as you said, curated, I think is a good term for that. Having yeah. it curated is, is a good way for them to make sure that you're getting the best experience you can using that device so that when it comes time... You're gonna buy that one over the others, yeah. And that's that's just good marketing on their mm-hmm. part, and and I mean, good on them for doing that. I mean, the the stuff that you got to do with like, even when I was just trying to get the Oculus Dev, are kit you up juggling and those apples and oranges yeah. over there as you move? Your even hands? when I was when I was trying to get the Oculus Dev Kit up and running, I was like, God, this feels like I'm trying to like put mods into Minecraft or something like that. Like it feels like such a drawn out complicated process the idea that everything's wrapped up in the sony playstation experience to me plug it in and go yeah i think that has a lot of value to it is is it is it going to come with any demos and games like right so it's supposed to come with that playstation vr worlds i think both packages come with that Okay. Let me double check that. Because if it didn't, I mean, that would kind of suck. But I do want to say that we we did uh, talk to the guy about the the theater mode. Is that what yeah. it's called? Yep. So theater mode basically has it set up so like you can watch 
movies or play games on like any you can play any game using the headset if it doesn't have VR support it just goes into theater mode which means you can resize the screen to either be like the size of an IMAX theater sort of screen in terms of the way you're looking at it or you can have it sized uh, as like a normal movie screen and then also like a television screen so that's that to me like I'm very interested in that because that means I'm not going to be tying up the television you know, if Megan wants to watch whatever Dance Moms or mm-hmm. <laughs> you know all those other awesome shows. So apparently, both things come with a PlayStation VR demo disc. The launch bundle that comes with the camera and the two uh, move controllers comes with PlayStation VR Worlds. Okay. The one that doesn't come with all that stuff does not come with that game. But you get the demo disc that has Need for Speed and Battle Arena Toshinden on it. <laughs> And Jumping Flash. (laughs) Crazy Ivan. Crazy Ivan. (laughs) This is like the original demo disc that came with the PlayStation 1. Oh, okay. Back in 1996. Well, it's VR versions of all those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Actually, VR fighting games might be interesting until you start beating up whoever you're in the room with. A boxing game would be awesome. Boxing would be cool. Yeah, because you actually bop and weave, you know. Yeah. Following head motions and yeah. And why are we not developing VR games? Hey, just wait for the lightsaber battle games to come out for that. It's going to be oh. awesome. Until you see your own limb fall on the ground, then right. that'll be terrifying. <laughs> and then you can't move your arm anymore. Like your brain thinks yeah, you, you don't have yeah. an arm anymore. You have to recreate all of the Empire Strikes Back from Luke Skywalker's <laughs> it perspective. It already felt weird looking at my legs in the Valkyrie and not being able to move them. Kind of yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Well, it's cool because like, in the tank game, I was holding the, the PlayStation controller. And when I looked down... I could see the controller yeah. in the cockpit, like it was showing me my positioning or whatever, which was kind of cool. Just having having something there to scale things for you is kind of cool. And that kind of, like even in Super Hypercube, if you lift the controller into view, it yeah, shows it shows, you the controls. shows up on screen. So yeah, you can kind of, like it shows you not only where you are in space, but also how to use the controls to play the game. Yeah, that's a cool element too. But it didn't help Brian when he had to start the Eve Valkyrie game, but. See, that's probably. something that I could see that being beneficial. I had a hard time hearing anything outside of that headset. Like in, instead of, yeah, but it was like right in the center of the display. It said press L1 and R1. You're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. How do I boost? <laughs> Goo. <laughs> okay, I think we're done. flying what so fast. Say, uh, I was going to say, I mean, that's a cool element. Like if you're playing a game in VR and you can't remember the controls, just to be able to hold it up and yeah. the, the screen <laughs> shows it. you like... It brings up a HUD of the controls, like, and you're still playing the game. Yeah. So it, it it keeps you in the game experience as opposed to you having to pause and like go to the menu and figure out what the controls are. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a very cool element to add to this sort of thing, and that's something I would have never thought of. Yeah. Until seeing it, you know. Yeah. It's cool. So. It's something I think everybody, if uh, you know, it's it took, the future. It took Brian and I long enough to actually take the time and go check this thing out. Like, if anybody listening, I, I want to go back. Check on on what is it? PlayStationVR. If you go to PlayStation.com slash PSVR, there's a thing that you can click on that says uh, Try PSVR. And when you do that, uh, you can put in your zip code. And I think they're doing these demos at. Uh, Best Buys and Game Stops. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look on there and there's only like one set of dates, keep checking back because I think they only like certain places. It looks like Game Stops only doing like one week at a time, putting their information up here. 
Best Buy keeps putting up more dates like every week, pretty much. So just go there and check it out to see if you can and make it over there. Yeah. It's and try to find one that's like not busy too, because. I think the less busy it is, the more likely they are to let you just check out everything. Yeah, that you we're want not going to tell you where we went because we want to stay slow, so we can yeah, keep it's going not there. as slow as it was the first time I went there, which I think is promising. Well, for even some. cats even out then, of the bag. I mean, we only we had to wait for two people to play before we yeah, got to, and yeah. then there was another lineup of like maybe two or three people behind us at yep. that point. Which, it, and that's a, it, this is a testament to the effectiveness of this marketing of them being in the stores it only took brian and i like one game to be like yeah this is cool yeah we're in we didn't have to like play all of them to be like i don't know if i'm really convinced like it literally i was convinced as soon as i put it on and turned my head and yeah saw things in 3d it's just it's cool so if you have the opportunity to check it out please do and write us some feedback let us know what you think about playstation vr yeah and i would still like to go and try out a vibe somewhere and probably not at Somerset. Maybe we could, we but could, yeah, let's, we should check yeah, 12 so Oaks and see if, if they If you have, have one at your house, store. listeners, and you want us to try it out, and you don't live in Ohio... Yeah, because, uh, hey, Microsoft Store at Somerset, you suck. You <laughs> suck hard. You should change your name to the Dyson Store and sell vacuums, because that's how hard you suck. We're good at sucking. What if that was Dyson's slogan? It should be. Best suckers. <laughs> we suck we- hard. <laughs> I'm trying to find that. We suck, so you don't have to. Yeah, anyways. All right, so while you're listening along, don't forget to do all your Amazon shopping via amazon.midwestpodcastnetwork.com. You can spend some money there. We get a portion of that so we can buy our own PlayStation VRs when the time comes. Alex already has, like, two of them on the way, but I'm buying one off of him because, yeah, that's how that's going to work. Buy some apparel off of the Midwest... GameNerds.com website. You can buy Game Nerds and Phil Nerds apparel in the support store. Maybe we'll make some Gone to Texas stuff, too, just for fun. Yeah. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. And if you don't feel like buying any of the clothes, you just want to help us, you know, truck along, like, you can donate some money, which would be awesome. And, uh, again, send us feedback. Check out these PlayStation VR demos. Go to Best Buy. Go to GameStop. Play them. Come back and shoot us an email and let us know what you think. We want to hear about it. You can send the emails to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. You can also tweet at us at MGN Podcast. And don't forget to add us on Instagram at MidwestGameNerds. You can go to at MidwestGameNerds right now on Instagram and check out the quick little snippet videos of Brian and I wearing the headsets looking like idiots. And uh, you can laugh like at idiots. us. And yeah, I could not stop smiling the whole time I was doing it. Alex, what is up next for the film nerds? Uh, last week we talked about Star Trek Beyond, and we did it on Google Hangouts, so you can go onto our Facebook and there's a link to watch it on YouTube if you prefer, but there's also an episode in the feed if you'd rather just listen to us. Uh, that's probably recommended because we're very ugly people. Hold I feel on. like if we did a video Tim and podcast, Willie and Nick are very beautiful. But. I feel like if we did video podcast, I'd forget I was on video and I'd end up like picking my nose or something. That's fine. We'd probably get a lot of hits on yeah. that one. Um... But this week we're going to talk about Stranger Things on Netflix, and I think Tim and I are going to go see uh, Jason Bourne, so we can talk about that a little bit. So that's what's coming up this week. And then Gone to Texas is done after uh, Preacher. the final episode of Preacher is tonight that we're recording this, so the Sunday before you could have possibly heard this. Yep. And uh, and we're going to do a season wrap-up after we do this last recap, so uh, we will be probably off until preacher comes back after that so yep. check it out cool thanks again for listening don't forget to send in feedback and we'll see you guys soon thanks peace <laughs>